Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of the Tuesday's Timely Torah Talks. Tonight we have yet another very special guest, a very dear friend of ours, a very influential member of the Chazak organization. We have Rabbi Yaakov Rahimi. Welcome. Why are you laughing, Rabbi? <laughs> oh, this is funny. I like this. You like this? How are you doing, Rabbi? How's everything? Baruch Hashem, thank you for having me on, Chachem What a pleasure, what an honor. What is the chut to be on your program, the famous, famous uh, multi-millionaire uh, company of schuyot, running the Chazak organization. Literally, I'm talking to one of the millionaires of mitzvot person that owns so many zichuyot across the world spreading Torah. It's a pleasure being on this program with you. Baruch Hashem, and we're talking about millionaire. We're going to be talking about the, how everyone can become a millionaire tonight. The topic is Kiruv. Bringing our fellow brothers and sisters closer to Torah and to Hakadosh Baruch to God Almighty, and it's called "See Something, Say Something." I love the topic. Rabbi Abel from the Chazak Events Coordinator is is the man behind all these topics and and, and questions. And Bezut uh, Hashem, we're going to have some uh, inspiration. So, Rabbi Rechimi, we're going to jump straight into it. You ready? Yes, let's go. Baruch Hashem. First of all, Baruch Hashem, Chaz Hashem. Thank God. Your name has Baruch Hashem, become very popular over the years. The Shirim are really growing everywhere, and we see that you're a very special fire that's in you, and your focus has always been to ignite this passion in young men you encounter each day. So uh, could you tell us a little bit about Kiruv? Can you discuss the importance of Kiruv? Can you tell us uh, 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 your opinion on the matter? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on, and my opinion makes no difference. Let's start off with that. My opinion no makes no difference. If it was about my opinion, I'll just be sitting there eating food all day, living in Lakewood. <laughs> the idea is that it's not about my opinion, it's about Hashem's opinion. What does Hashem say? What does Hashem really want? person every day has to look himself straight in the mirror and say, am I really, really following the words of Hashem honestly, or am I putting myself in the picture more than Hashem? Is it about me, or is it about Hashem? Once a person <clears throat> tries his best to live his life for whatever Hashem wants, he will recognize more and more that life is not only about learning Torah, which again, again, we have to be careful how I say that. Learning Torah is the greatest mitzvah we ever have. Greatest mitzvah, the biggest tool we have, the most enjoyable thing in life is learning Torah. However, if you truly love Torah, then you're going to want to spread Torah to others. When people get engaged, you know, part of the fun of getting engaged is you want to tell your friends you got engaged. Why? Well, you're not happy with you knowing you got engaged. Part of the fun when you love something and you're excited about something is going, woo, I'm engaged. That's part of the fun. If you truly love Torah, if you really feel it's so good, Torah, then you, you just got to you gotta explode. You got to go crazy. Hello, everybody. What do you mean you're not learning Torah? How does that make any sense? What's going on? You know, awesome toys. What are you saying? That's what Kirv is. Kirv has to come from inside the heart. It has to come. Why do you want to do Kirv? And the word Kirv, I learned to use. Tell me if you agree because you're the king. The word kiruv, I would say, is an incorrect word. It's more, it's not kiruv, it's called avodis Hashem. It's avodis Hashem. Uh, you know, just like we don't say if a person goes to eat, do we say, no, how is the eating session going on? We don't call it eating sessions cold. What do you mean? You got to eat. Or let's say a person uh, starts going up making money for panasa. You don't say, how is your panasa session? Life is, you got to go make money for your family. Kiruv, when somebody calls a Kirov, you're already distancing us as if like, oh, you're a Kirov guy. Oh, wow, big deal. Kirov is not a special name. Every Jew has to do Kirov. Every Jew. It's part of Avoidus Hashem. It's part of Avoidus Hashem. 
So to say they're one Kirov, I think that already influences so many people to think, oh, wow, I'm not a Kirov, I don't have to do Kirov. No, Zalana Khan. Avoid the Sashem is to spread Torah, whatever, everyone has their capability of doing something. Just like you got to give tzedakah, you have to give tzedakah and spirituality. Ah, uh, Rabbi, you're giving me so much energy, so much chizuk, so much, this is, you're preaching to the choir. I love this topic. And we're so excited. Unbelievable. Rabbi, let's jump into the next uh, question. How can we come out of our comfort zones? Many people are comfortable. They're busy with their whatever they're doing, with their business, with their families, with their learning. How do they get out of their comfort zone and reach out to whether it's a family member, a friend, a neighbor, and to show them the beauty of, of Judaism, of Torah? What do you suggest? It's a beautiful question, but I have to declare and in, in, in front of everybody who's uh, listening that um, when you said preaching to the choir, let's set the record straight, all right, Chachamini? <laughs> it's not just preaching to the choir you are the one that actually introduced me to Kirov I'm sure many people don't know that by the way, and many people listen to our lectures they don't know, Ravi knows you know. but many people don't know that Chaim Yaniv he's the man that really really introduced me to Kirov the first time I met Chaim Yaniv I was in a random little liquid boy who came to Bet-Gurriel somehow, I landed at Bet-Gurriel when I don't know how it happened and you came over and you said Shalom Aleichem, oh I heard all about you this, 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 that and last, last, you pulled me in, and then you guys remember that? You told me you're speaking Tisha B'Av. You remember that? Yeah. You're speaking Tisha B'Av this year. You're speaking Tisha B'Av. I was like, I'm not sure. I, don't, I, don't, I can do it. I can't do it. At the end of the day, you helped me break the ice. And Baruch Hashem, you gave me a lot of zikhuyot, a lot of zikhuyot. So you're the one that actually introduced the cure, not just preaching to the choir. Let's uh, set the record straight. So how do you make other people, how does a person go out of his comfort zone? Such a beautiful question. Um, I think the answer will be, education education when i came from lakewood i am and i'm being honest i was not aware of what's going on once you get exposed to what's going on that it's automatic just like you see somebody in the street he's in the middle of the road he tripped whatever it is the nature the natural thing is oh my gosh he fell you go on your own help the person out you don't have to even discuss how do we tell people to go out of the comfort zone to go help somebody who fell in the street it's common sense if you're a normal human being so too, when it comes to Kirov, when it comes to Kirov, it's all about education. Once you leave your shul, once you leave your Yaakov and the cheder that you grew up in, you go and you see how many, most Jews in America don't have the privilege that we have in Lakewood, Brooklyn, and Queens, Muncie. And it's not that they're against Torah. Those days are over. Those days we left them in Europe, it's done. Over here, people want to learn Torah. They want to grow. They want to do mitzvot. All they want is the helping hand. Literally, that's all they want. The other time I went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Big zikhut, again, b'zichut chazak, and also Torah anytime. Over there, the people were so hungry for Torah. Just stay longer, stay longer, more Torah, more mitzvah. And then I went to uh, people's houses there. The parents wanted Torah. More parents wanted Torah. All they want is a helping hand. That's all they want. Once a person gets exposed to this, once a person gets educated about what's going on, there's no way you're not going to want to help. There's no way you can't. You just have to jump and help. You have to jump and help them. That's what I would say. Amazing. Rabbi, we got to encourage everyone to come to Queens. See, ain't doing It's not, you cannot compare hearing what's going on over here with 10,000 kids in public schools and the thousands of people that, that, that are not affiliated. You have to come and see it for yourselves. And we're going to build with Hashem's that we're going to have uh, clone Rabbi Rahimi and have hundreds of uh, Rabbi Rahimi's teaching and spreading Torah all over the place. And that leads me oh, to my God. next question, Rabbi. Over the last year, Baruch Hashem, like you just mentioned, you visited many Jewish communities around the nation and all over. Please share with us maybe some of the towns you have visited. Is there a story that stands out from the boys 
you have interacted with. You just mentioned where did you go? Which where Pennsylvania? You said no, 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 no. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Republican state. <laughs> South Carolina. Okay, so maybe there's uh, other places that you've been to, or a story that sticks out of with your interactions with these uh, different communities. Okay, okay, good. I like that. I like that. I like your questions. Okay, so uh, stories that stick out. I'll tell you, Seattle the Shmaya. When I went to Myrtle Beach and I was teaching the boys there, the one of the people in the shul came over and told me, Rahimi, um, somebody is sitting shiva, uh, Israeli family is sitting shiva. Can you come say a few, few uh, whatever it is? I was like, okay, no matter whatever it is. So we went there, they, we drove there together. Beautiful houses, by the way. I'm just, beautiful weather, beautiful house, just on the side note. So we sat there and we're speaking about Bibi Netanyahu, Yair Lapid, blah, blah, blah. I started telling them about about Judaism, and then I tell them, you know, maybe, maybe you have two kids, you know, maybe they want to start doing mitzvot, something. I had the guts to say that. The mother that was sitting shiva, she said, you know what's interesting? I was begging my children, since my mother passed away, that's why she's sitting shiva, her mother passed away, the grandmother, I was begging them, please take upon yourself any mitzvah you want. Something, something. And now you push me to it, you go over to the boys, and you tell them, take upon yourself a mitzvah. And I did. I went over to the boys who were playing with their phones. And I said, how about putting on a pair of tzitzit? Before I flew to Myrtle Beach, I took myself a whole pairs of um, Project Chitzis guys. You know, those guys, they're awesome like, organization. Yeah. Also, through Chazak, I got to know them. So I took a pair of tzitzis on the plane, on the bag. It was nice and spared airlines. I took a pair of tzitzis. Woohoo! I gave it to the kid, one pair of tzitzis. Another pair of tzitzis, to another, to another kid. So it was Seattle the Shema that I had the guts to, like, you know, be more aggressive, more in offense, meaning... Like the strategy was different. How about doing a mitzvah? How about doing a mitzvah? And she was happy that I asked. She was so happy. It was so sad to Shmaya. So I felt so good about it. It's so easy to spread Torah if we just approach, approach them. They want to be helped. Amazing. And there's many, many more stories, but the one is very good. Can, can you share the feeling of watching these young men put on the first pairs of tzitzit and saying, they, 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 what do they also said Shema Yisrael? So they said Shechiano, very nice. This is really kids. They said Shechiano, and it was an unbelievable feeling. I have to admit, it, if, if it's such a good sense of accomplishment. It really is. There's really something very special about it. It really, really is. You know what it's like? You ever watch those, um, you know that organization in Israel that saves the kidnapped uh, Jewish girls by Arabs? Yad Lachen. Yad Lachen. So in, on Tichabov, I remember in Lakewood, they used to play it in the shuls. It was unbelievable to watch it, how they saved those uh, those girls. I have, I know it sounds extreme, but it's the same feeling. When you grab those children, you say, put on tzitzit, start learning Torah, learn them a Mishnah, say Shema Yisrael, start, get to know TorahAnytime.com, whatever it is, start learning Torah, you feel like you seriously just took those kids out of the dungeon. That's really what it is. You have to think of techniques, how to pew, take them out, just like the Yad Lachim does. Beautiful. Rabbi, amazing. So inspiring. I love it. Love it. Uh, let me ask you a question. What are the top three struggles you find in young men having to deal with as they begin their journey into the truth of Judaism and Torah? What, what, what would you say are the top three struggles? What are you struggles? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Well, what's the, the there? What? I'm sorry? You mean for the teenagers? Yeah, for the young men that, that you're mikar, that you're trying to bring closer to God Almighty. Oh, so, um, what would you say is their biggest yetzer, biggest struggles, biggest uh, difficulties? So I'll say like this. I say that I'm, I'm seeing more and more with the teenagers that they don't believe in themselves. 
they don't believe in themselves. They don't realize how much Hashem really expects from them and how much they're capable of. If they would know how much Hashem believes in them, and he really does, what's the biggest proof? The biggest proof is they're alive. Uh, no matter how much Averot they did the day before on their phones. Because Baruch didn't they, kill them. Baruch Hashem, that means Hashem gave you another chance. But they don't believe in them. They don't realize how much Hashem expects from them. If they would know how much Hashem loves them and gave them so much power, they would change very fast. They would change very fast. But what society is doing, what the culture is doing is, unfortunately, they're making everybody uh, more about themselves, meaning about the eye, but not like the spiritual part, not to understand how powerful they are in the eyes of Hashem, but more, it's about what my friends say, it's about what the teacher says about my degree, it's less about really the things that matter and more about the things that don't really make a difference, and what happens is a person gets minimized and minimized and minimized, so when you tell them that Hashem really believes in you, and you literally are the most popular person in Hashem's eye, and that's the truth, it shocks them. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I really that popular? Am I really that loved? The answer is yes. Every single person really has a mission in this world that nobody else can do. And that is 100% truth. The more you install it inside the teenagers, the more they're going to want to do more Torah and more mitzvot. And I learned a very good trick. And I learned this from my Rishi Shivas. You don't speak about Averis. You don't speak about sins. You don't speak about all these different type of topics that teenagers are going through with their phones. Why? Because it doesn't help much. These things don't help much. If anything, the more you speak about these topics, about the actual sin that a person can do with his phone, the more they're going to feel more guilty and more of what they're going to do. Rather, what are you talking about? You always talk about moving forward, the vision forward. Hashem wants you to come back to Him. Hashem wants you to learn Torah, no matter what Averot a person did. Even if you're doing Averot right now, teenagers, you know, it's a hard time for teenagers. You're going through a hard time, but know that Hashem really, really, really believes in you and you could be the biggest Sadiq ever. Always look and move forward. The more you talk about moving forward and pushing and pushing, pushing hard to get close to Hashem, the easier it will be for them to leave the Yetzara. But the more you talk about the actual Yetzara of that sin, I find it that you're just digging the hole bigger and bigger for them. You always have to talk about learning Torah and getting close to Hashem, how much Hashem believes in them. Amazing. So we're going to tell one struggle is self-esteem, not believing in themselves. Number two is their phones and the different things that they're watching. If you would have to throw a third one, an issue, a struggle, uh, get to for these uh, individuals, what would you say? I would say Shabbat. I think Shabbat, Shabbat got very hard in our generation because of the phones. They These guys have nothing to do on Shabbat. It's a big problem. Is there anything? Yeah, sorry. yeah, sorry, you were saying Shabbat, yeah. Shabbat, I will think it will be a very big solution for all the care of organizations to put more of an emphasis on Shabbos programs than anything else, than anything else. Because you could be learning with guys the whole week. There comes Shabbat, what do you want them to do? I mean, there's really nothing for them to do except their phones these days. People's lives are their phones. So what do you do? They're not reading books anymore. Harry Potter and Shakespeare is over. What are they not doing anything? So the more Shabbos programs we make, the more we can save them because they want to keep Shabbat. They just don't know how. They have no guidance. They need people to invite them. They need to have programs, learning programs, activities. The more Shabbat programs, the better. Amazing. So you kind of answered the Shabbat. The, the next question is, what can we do when we see someone struggling with these issues? What solutions can we give them? So with regards to Shabbat, we should do more Shabbat programs. How about the other two things? What do you suggest about phones? I guess phones, I'll answer for you, is we have this amazing organization called TAG, where people can filter their phones to control them from doing the wrong things. And what was the first issue again? Self-esteem. What do you say? Right. So when you mentioned tagging, of course, 100%. Uh, there's actually a few students from Chazak. You know, they really tag their phone, by the way. Yeah. Just know. 
Yeah, Baruch Hashem. Yeah, I was you actually had the mobile tag uh, truck right right inside of our offices, the headquarters. Oh, yeah, yeah, these publicists—they really tag in their phone. It's an unbelievable love. Just no. Everybody should, Everybody should be having filters on their phones and their computers. It's not even a question. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But how do you convince a teenager to do that? Uh, the way you do it is, the way you do it is the way I see it. Again, I'm not telling you. You're the boss. Listen, you're you need. It's whatever you know. You're the boss. But what what I what I see for the few guys that I talk from the few few individuals that I talk is again moving forward moving you want to have your phone you want to watch whatever you want go ahead but know you're a loser because Hashem expects a lot more from you and you can have a much better life because Hashem really believes in you that strategy works and telling them that Hashem really expects a lot more from them do whatever you want but know that you're losing out because you can have a lot more fun in life being close to Kadosh Baruch Hu. that gets them automatically to get close to Hashem and get the filters on their own Amazing. And how about self-esteem? How do we uh, help out these individuals that are have a low self-esteem? Is there any suggestion? Okay. Um, I would say the answer is truth. The answer is truth. Tell them, regular, open up a chumash with them and teach them regular Torah sukim and focus on those points that will give them self-esteem. 100%. Amazing. Rabbi Rahim, I want to reiterate. And shake hands. Always shake hands. Hey, what's up? I missed you. Those words work. Ah, okay, great, great. Moving on. The flow is amazing. The energy is great. Love it. So, Rabbi Rahimi, I want to reiterate that at Chazak, we have a very special Hakarat. We really appreciate all that you, and we have to give a shout-out to your rabbits and family for being a part of the revolution, the Chazak revolution, for so many years. How many years has it been so far, by the way? Oh, wow. It must have been at least two. Now I'm joking. Oh, one, two. What, four years already? Almost four years. Time flies when you're having fun, huh, Rabbi? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what you guys did to me. I'm like, what oh, is the most impactful change... You have seen with your work over here at Chazak with the team. What was the one thing that sticks out? Whether it's the community at large, what do you, uh, what do you say, Rabbi? From Chazak organization, right? Chazak organization, Queens Jewish community, the the, the world at large, Chalisra. Four years. You need to be the best. There's really, I'm telling you, there's no greater organization than Chazak besides maybe um, Chazak with the K. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Chazak is really the best organization ever. So what is the best Paris I ever saw? Nachat, I'll say it like this. There's one of the students now, his name is Nathan Greenblatt. Nathan Greenblatt. This person asked me a lot of questions about the most, uh, most medugdak questions, Shulchan Arach, and some of them I really get wrong. He tells me, no, the Mishabur says, not like that, Rabbi Rahimi. The other day he asked me a lot, and I told him, and I got it wrong. You know what he tells me? What do you mean, Chazon Ovadia, Amut Kuf Tzadik says not like that. You see that? From public school, learning about nonsense and Bill Clinton, they're learning about Chazon Ovadia. And it's all Bissut Chazak. It's all Bissut the Chazak organization. It's unbelievable work. So shout out to Nathan. So that's your biggest Paris, Nathan, huh? There's also Mark. Also this guy, Mark. The questions he asked me this Pesach was unbelievable. He was making his whole family keep Pesach 100%. He was cashing the pots and everything. All these things lead, lead for everybody to become religious. Just everything is time and time and keeping in touch with the boys. Amazing. Keeping in touch with the boys is very key. I want you to know that I constantly are stopped all over and people come over to me. I would not even recognize them. Oh, I was a former student of J-Wave, the other Chazak Teens Division. 
Mamash, they look like a guy from Lakewood sitting and learning all day. Just on Pesach, one student came over and families come over all the time and appreciation. We have to do more. But Rabbi, not everyone can interact with public school children, you know, the way you do it. What can a listener uh, do to be involved with Kiruv, even in a small way in their lives? You know, how could other people that are not a rabbi or not a quote-unquote Kiruv professional, how do they uh, get involved? Beautiful question, Yaniv. You know, I, I feel bad. You ask, who's interviewing who? Maybe I should interview you. That's true. <laughs> you're, you're the Chacham Yaniv. You know, you may believe as if, like, I'm like the expert. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, by the way, you're my boss. Don't forget. By the way, I, I'm an yes, employee chef. of Chacham Yaniv. I'll tell you an amazing story. You know, we're, we're doing a Torah talk over here. When I was young, you know, Chazak was 15. I was 15 when Chazak started. I was young. One day I went to one of my rebbeim. I'm like, Rebbe, I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. So he asked me, who's the boss? I'm like, I don't know. I'm the boss. He's like, that's the problem. That's why you're stressed out. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, if you're the boss, all the problems, all the issues are in your head. Give it over to Hashem. Hashem's the boss, right? Hashem's the boss. And ever since, I've never been stressed out. Baruch Hashem. Hashem. Except when you met me. Yes, I, start <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi Rahimi, I never knew the side of you. The, 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 very good. I like it. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so what, what was the question again? What the question is, how do, how do people that are not, uh, for lack of better words, Kirov experts, or, or people that are not Rabbanim, not rabbis, uh, how are they able to do Kirov? You know, they see a child that's in public school, or, or, or you know, they, they see a family that's not from, that's not religious. How are they able to do a Kirov in a small way? Beautiful question. So first, first, when you said before that I can deal with public school kids, if, let me just set the, the record straight again. If I'm able to deal with some of those public school kids, then anyone can make it. Okay? If I made it in this field even a little bit, I'm telling you, everybody can make it. Every, I never imagined in my life I'll be doing such a thing. Ever. Ever. If I did it, I'm telling you with confidence, 100%, Thousands and millions of Jews are able to do the same exact thing. What's but how again education? It's all about education. If you see someone is falling on the street, if you're a Tzala guy, then you know what to do. But if you're not a Tzala guy, the question is, what can I do? You know what you can do? You pick up the phone and you call 911. That's what you could do. You go and you try to say, Can I help you? Do something. You don't just let the guy hanging on the floor. So for all the people that can't do Kirov, whatever that means they can't, by the way, but for those who can't do Kirov at least pick up the phone and call Chazak, or at least there's an organization called Partners in Torah that does tremendous, tremendous work. Tell them about TorahAnytime.com. You'll be surprised how much that makes an effect on people, by the way, tell them about their website. Do something. And that's why it's titled, by the way, I like that. If you see something, say something. Because when you see something in the street that looks suspicious, you don't just walk by, you got to take care of it. When you see somebody not religious, when you see a bachar, a boy that has potential, teenagers, do something! Take care of it! Don't be oblivious. That's what Kirov is. Amazing, amazing. Rabbi, I want to reiterate something very important. People see us with the beards. Rabbis, all they're talking over here. We were not always rabbis, and it took years. But long story short, is it's true. It Mamash just reaching out to an individual is not as difficult as people think it is. People want to be heard and to be seen and to be cared for. And we've seen it throughout the years that we take care of children. We give them genuine TLC, tender, loving care. And Baruch Hashem, they keep Torah and Ma'asim Tovim. And there's also a famous joke. You know, many people invite uh, people that are not from, that are not religious to their homes for Shabbat, right? 
one famous rabbi said, I remember who it was, maybe you know, that the best cure of tool is through the stomach with chillant and kugel with food. You know, and uh, we encourage everyone to do that in, in any way that they can. So you've mainly been involved in working with our very successful Chazak Teens Division where you inspire and educate public school boys on the beauty of embracing their Jewish uh, heritage. What is the recurring theme, Rabbi, that your classes often turn to that our listeners can implement in their own lives? What's one tool that you use? You mentioned already in the past about how they have to always look forward in life. But is there any other tool that you would suggest that any individual that's listening to this class uh, could take it on to their own lives. The own lives in Kirov or like, like Musser? Kirov, Musser, whatever. Uh... Okay. okay so I believe this is this became my theme, all right? This is my theme. I think the theme is like this. Mashiach is coming any minute. Mashiach ah. is coming any minute. And the, the tests that our generation is going through, no generation ever went through with social media. No generation ever went through. What social media? Sorry, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) The test that we're going through right now and what the teenagers are going through is tremendous. It's tremendous. And there's a reason why Hashem chose us as the people living in this generation. That means Hashem believes that we can beat that test. We are the last generation standing before Mashiach is going to come. If we mess up, Oh, no, that's not good. But if we hold on strong to the text of the Torah and we educate the next generation, there's no time to play around. There's no time to mess. You've got to really shape up because Hashem stands on your shoulders. The next teenagers, the generation stands literally on your shoulders. If you're not going to be a good Jew, if you're not going to serve Hashem, who will the next generation? We are the generation right before Mashiach is going to come. So my theme is, Look at yourself and know that you are so, you're literally a soldier of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Like Shlomo Melech says in Mishlei, Nishmat, Ner Hashem, Nishmat Adam. Ner Hashem, Nishmat Adam. The candles of Hashem in this world, in the darkness, is what? Nishmat Adam. Our souls, every single Jew in the world, is the candle of God in the darkness in this world. That means we shine Hashem, Hashem's light in this world through our Neshama, just us being Jewish. HaKadosh Baruch Hu trusts us not to chasashon let him down and make the Torah stay strong. It's not about us. It's about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to make sure Judaism stays strong. We cannot become liberals. The more liberal we become in Judaism, chasashon, the next generation will be a bunch of Democrats. It will be very bad. We have to make sure to be very strong in Judaism. That's my theme. Understand you're a soldier of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and every single one of us needs to be a general. Beautiful rabbi, and I see this with my own two eyes. It's either now or never. That's why we're always pushing Chazak people to get involved with Chazak people to support Chazak. Why? Because we see with these teenagers, either we get them now, or God forbid, we will lose them forever. We've seen assimilation on the rise. And it used to be that in the old country, God forbid, if somebody would assimilate, it would be a whole fight, and the parents and the grandparents would not even go to the weddings. And unfortunately today, it's becoming okay. It's becoming fine. And pre-COVID, there used to be four or 500 people weddings, half Jews and half Goyim. It's wow. become okay. So we really need people to get involved with the revolution. And I'll end off with two more questions, Rabbi. Number one is we have just marked the one-year yard site, the one-year Askara since the passing of our dear Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Aaron Walken Zechet Tzadik V'Kadosh Rabbi Rabbi Walken Zatzal had a tremendous impact on us both. 
He was my Rebbe for over 15, 16 years. I know since he started as the, the new Rosh Hashiva at Chazak, five or six years ago, right away, more or less, you were involved as well. You're part for the call for, for a period of time. Please share a few moments that you hold dear from Rav Walkins Atzal that you use each day in your motivational efforts. Ay, ay, ay. Why did you have to bring him up? No, I'm just joking. I'll tell you. Haley Garbarn Walkins. Haley Garbarn Walkins. You know, I think about him so many times. Like, I don't know what it is. Do you remember I used to text you randomly in the middle of the year? I can't believe Rav Walkins passed away. Yes. Remember those text messages? Yes. I also for, Out of for nowhere, I would get a message like, oh, right. And and I saw that you published a safer and 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 uh, and had a commemoration uh, 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 dedication in his memory as well, right? Right, yes. Yeah. So we just put out on um, Baruch Hashem another volume of the Mishabruah. And I, Baruch Hashem, dedicated a whole page to Robert Walken. And I actually wrote very nice words in there about him that he was literally the father, the rabbi. He was every the Mashkiach. He was everything in the Queen's community. Everybody looked, you know, like Esther Amalka. They say every, every nation looked at her. They thought she was Afghanistan, Pakistan, Persian, American, Syrian, Bukharian, maybe, maybe. And all these things, they put that Esther Amalka. Barbara Aaron Walken, we can say the same thing. Many people in the community looked at him differently. Some people looked at him literally like their father, like their mentor, like an older brother, like the, the biggest rabbi ever. And he was the biggest rabbi, like a Pesach, like a Rosh Hashiva, like a Magichir. He was everything, everything. Ron Walken had everything in him. So I dedicated a page from in the Sefer. And the reason is, by the way, Rabbi Walken was a big fan of the Sefer. You should just know. He gave me tremendous, tremendous chizik. He would always take me to the side and tell me, Yaakov, you need to become a Pasek. You need to become a Sephardi Pasek. The next generation needs rabbis. Take the bull by the horn and go for it. Then go for it. They always used to pop me up. They always keep on going. Always keep on going. And Rabbi Walken himself, you know, when I first met him, I said this on Torian, when I first, first met him, that's the first time I actually saw you by Rabbi Chaim of Shul. It was, it was all Simcha. I met your brother, uh, Rabbi Ilan, and we came inside the Bet Midrash, and we saw Rabbi Walken giving a shir. And he was, remember that? He was screaming. Remember those days? Ah, with the cinnamon over there. And he I was screaming. to be part of this shir for many years. Of course, the energy was... was <laughs> I was wondering, what in the world is going on over there? There was a lot of noise going on from that side of the corner of the Bit Midash. And then I see Rabbi walking, giving a shear, as if he's speaking to a thousand people. I'm telling you, legit, as if he's speaking to a thousand people. And Baruch Hashem, it's a lot of people. There was like 20, 30 people there. But the way he spoke, it's like as if he's speaking in Siyam Hashas. And that's how I got to know Rabbi Walken, because he treated literally every shear, he gave it all his God. And that's very hard, by the way. That's actually very hard. Every shear he gave, he gave it all his God to whoever is in front of him. He treated him as if Ramosha Feinstein is in front of him. Give it all you got, all you got, inspired Jews as much as possible. So I went over to Rabbi Walken afterwards. I said, Shalom Aleichem, it was Yaakov Echimi. Um, I'm thinking, you know, Lakewood BMG, I want to learn, blah, blah, blah. So he told me he was in the middle of mixing his uh, cup with cinnamon. Remember that cinnamon or whatever? He was mixing it around and he kept on looking at me. And he told me, I want to tell you something. It's not so pushed. In Shemaim, after 120, if a Kaddish Baruch Hu is not going to dan us, if a Kaddish Baruch Hu is not going to have a ta'ana, how do you say ta'ana in English? If a Kaddish Baruch Hu is not going to have a complaint. a complaint on why we didn't take care of the Bukharian children in public school right now. Yes, maybe you should move to Lakewood, there's no question, but don't think, don't run so fast to think that, yeah, 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 go learn Torah 24-7 and forget about the boys and girls that really want to come back to Judaism and you have the capabilities to bring them back he says, I'm not so sure what Hashem's opinion about this is. I'm not so sure. And he said it with tears in his eyes. He said it with tears in his eyes. 
that made a tremendous effect on me. A tremendous, tremendous effect on me. Because no matter what happens with me in life, maybe I'm going to end up on the moon. I don't know where I'm going to move. The point is, I'm always, always going to have care of inside of my heart to always want to do something to help other Jews to come back to Judaism. And that's Rebbe Walken who gave me that push. Amazing. Very, very, very inspiring. Rebbe Walken, that's how Rebbe Zatzal, the Rashiva Zatzal was a very major factor in the Chazak success in my own life. Baruch Hashem, he's uh, sorely missed. and But we have to continue his legacy. Like you would always say, you have to continue. You have to do more. And one of his famous lines is, it's just the beginning. No matter what we've accomplished, he would always say it's just the beginning because we have so much more to do. Rabbi Rahim, I got to tell you, you gave us such, so much energy, so much chizuk, so much inspiration. We'd like to ask you one final question, which is, Rabbi, could you leave us with one final message there? Let, like to let the world know anything about Kiruv, about chizuk, about inspiration, about getting involved. Yes. I read a very, very freaky Zohar today. What do you hear, scary Zohar? <laughs> This is a scary Zohar. Every time I, was, my, I ask my kids, you want to hear a story? They're like, yeah, tell me a scary story. So maybe I'll play this video for them. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have to say, I have to say, B'Shem Omroh, uh, my Chavruta Danny Hamra told me the Zohar, and I, and, and I saw it, and the Zohar really says it. Very, I was shocked. I was shocked. The Zohar, this week's parasha, parashat metaziyah mitzar, parashat metzorah, the Zohar says, this past they're just like, they're just like um, a person, just like a person can speak a shona and he gets punished, right? Unfortunately, if you speak bad speech, a person has to get punished, okay? So too says the Zohar, listen to this. When a person doesn't use his speech to spread Torah, he gets punished for that too. Zohar says it b'firush, and he says that's why you have to bring two birds for it to be a korban, to be a kapara for the avav l'shonara. Why do you need two birds to make a, how do you say, um, atonement? Atonement for the, for the Lashonara. Why two birds? One for Lashonara and one that you didn't use your speech for the Vrekedusha to other people. So not all, it's unbelievable. When one has the capabilities of spreading to and he has the speech for it and he has the knowledge for it, it's not Sheva Atase. You gotta go use it. Again, it's not about you, it's about a Kadosh Baruch. Hashem gave it to you. You have to do it. It's not your choice. It's really not your choice. You got to go spread Torah. So all the people that are listening to a beautiful show, they should know that you have the speech. You don't, you don't have to be a Chacham Charlie Arari or a Rabbi Wawa Jacobson to say Advar Torah. That's a mistake. Any Jew can say Advar Torah. You're sitting with a Jew in the subway. You speak to somebody on the phone. You see them in a restaurant. Say a good Advar Torah. I love those guys. You know those guys that say, I want to tell you a nice Advar Torah. Be one of those guys. Inspire them. Inspire them. Always talk the Torah because you have it in you. Don't expect only the speakers to say the Torah. Every single one of us has to become a speaker for Kadosh Baruch Hu. Amazing, phenomenal, great Rabbi Rahimi. That was so inspiring, so uplifting. Everybody has to use his kochot, his energies, his abilities for the Torah. And if we all do get involved, I have no question about it. In effect, there's no question that the Gula will come, the final redemption will come. So let's th- take these messages to heart. Let's take it serious. Let's bring the Gula. Let's get involved with Kiruv. Let's bring our fellow brothers and sisters back to Avinu Shabbat to our Father in Heaven. And Bezat Hashem, we will see the final redemption speeding in our days. Rabbi Rahim, I want to thank you very much once again for joining us. I want to thank you for all that you do for Klali, sir, for the Jewish people, for all that you do at Chazak. And Bezat Hashem, we shall all be zochir, we shall all merit seeing the final redemption speedily in our days. 
Amen ve amen. Have a great evening.